you shouldn't have to hit them again. You know, if, if you know how to throw, then you, you drive them into the ground and that is the end. You don't need to, you don't need to punch. Um, and I have a real problem when I watch people doing a, um, a takedown and then they step over the person and then reach down to try and hit them. G'day guys and welcome back to Karate Over Coffee. I'm your host Shane McMahon. Uh, now today, some, someone in our Karate Over uh, Coffee community, that, our, our Facebook group, uh, one, of the, one of the members asked me for my thoughts on Katabunkai. Uh, however, before we get into that, I, I think we, we need to really understand um, the purpose or, or the meaning of, of Kata um, in, in what it actually is. I've said it before, but karate is many things for many people. You know, whether you do it as a sport, for competition, uh, for self-development, um, to be a fighter, to be fitter, stronger, wh whatever your reason is, there are there are many. And the same can be applied for kata. Um, you know, kata can be a way for you to get stronger and fitter. Uh, can be a way for you to learn um, sports kata competition as well. Uh, there's also and for me, a way to bury the offensive and defensive methods deep, deep down into our muscle memory, right down into our bones. So that, that's, that's a re big reason that I practice kata. Uh, I teach kata for other reasons, for competition and um, sometimes for cultural um, remembrance as well. Um, and, and to get fitter and stronger and uh, those sorts of things. But for when I practice my kata, I want to achieve functional spontaneity. Now, I, I did borrow that term from, from somebody, but I really liked it. To achieve functional spontaneity. Uh, so, in, and I'm gonna say from what, from in my karate system, what, what other people do, they can do whatever they want, but for me, in my kata system, we have two types of counting in our kata. Uh, so we have a one where it's a step by step, so each indiv in individual move, and the other is a sequence. Um, so for example, if we look at Naifanshi Shodan, uh, or Teki Shodan, or Naihanshi Shodan, uh, there is, we do a 40 count, so step by step. And for our sequence, it's 28. So in the, in the step by step, it's 20 on the one side and 20 on the other side, and 14 on, and 14 for the sequence. So. For an example, just at the opening, so no, no fancy short on step by step. Now I've written it down so I don't make any mistakes. <laughs> so, so easy. first count is look to the right, and then count two, knee is step over the other foot, sun is a little knee and open hand, open hand um, strike, four is elbow, five is ikite and look the hands into the side so that's that's a just a, the first five movements of our step by step but when we're looking at Naifanchi uh, Shodan as a sequence then we look at so the start it one look two step three it's open hand and elbow so those two moves go together four we look and and hands into the side five it's downward block and punch for for an example so those two those two movements are, go together. So instead of doing seven moves, 
Uh, seven, seven counts, it, it's five because the open hand and the elbow are together and the downward block and punch is together. So we look at, look at that um, and so the, the way we differentiate it is the techniques that, that are together, they are the, the application or the, the, the reason why um, they're, they're together is because they fit together, they're, they're, they are the same, the same movement or the same set of techniques. So when we look at kata, we distinguish which techniques are for physical education and which techniques are for effective practice. So we look at four categories of techniques in, in kata. So one is a connective movements or, or the pattern, uh, what the shape of the kata looks like, the starting and finishing point, um, the different angles of, of kata. Uh, so that's one aspect. The second one is the physical exercise of it, building stronger or fitter bo bodies, uh, you know, increasing your agility, increasing your speed. Um, the third part we look at is a kionwaza or you know the, the repeated practice of the katakion. Um, so that's the kionwaza or, or however you want to call it, the, um, the fundament, fundamental techniques. I don't like the term basics because I don't, uh, that's a weird term, but I think fundamentals is a better better word to use than, than basics if you're looking at kion or kionwaza. Um, and the fourth one, and what everybody wants and what everybody loves and, and is the application. So using the cutter movements to, to stop somebody trying to hurt you or, or hurt a loved one, right? So that's the way we look at it. So using the cutter movements to stop somebody a bad guy or bad girl, somebody trying to trying to hurt you, uh, or, or hurt somebody that you that you're with. So, so when we look at the unique sequences um, or, or series of techniques um, in each kata, and we teach kumigata based off these unique sequences. So, something that's that's um, uh, like a unique part or, or sections that separate that cutter from different cutter, something that, that is very unique just to that cutter, that, that, that's not found in any other cutter, or not found in, in any other cutter in your system, in, in your system. So, um, so kumigata, if you didn't know, is, is what, we, what we call the bunkai. Um, so the kumi is exchanging hands or the swapping hands. And if you listen to this, I'm actually punching and moving, but, uh, and so the swapping hands, and kata, so, so it's kumi gata. So in, in Japanese, when when the k sound, when there's a k sound, uh, it becomes a g like or, or a stronger stronger k. Uh, instead of this, it's not we we put a g there because it's close to English, but um, it's it's a strong k sound or, or a k. So it becomes kumi gata and. It's probably easier for us just to write it in English as a G rather than two Ks, for example. I know in Korean they do, um, so Korean and Japanese are similar, they follow the same sort of pattern on how to write and read and, and whatnot, but the, you know, Korea have their own unique characters, whereas they said as Japan, I suppose, but they've got the three systems, whereas uh, Korea have their own Hangul, it's called, or um, their unique way to write, it's, it's phonetic. Unlike Japanese where you, or, or Chinese characters, we have to know the character. In Korean, you can actually read it phonetically. Um, so that makes it a lot easier as a foreigner trying to 
trying to navigate around Korea. Uh, side note, of course, if you haven't uh, listened to those little espresso shots, uh, jump in and have a look. There's Korea Part 1 and Korea Part 2. There'll be a few more coming out as well. Um, but anyway, let's get back to the Kumigata. So, so it's, it's when it's a, a partner drill, so two people, two people are engaged in, in, a, in a drill. So there's, a, there's an attack and in, in a in defense. So, um, so when you're practicing with a partner, the method, or it, it, the method is to understand the application. Um, and we look at it in this order. So you have iri or the attack or entering so not necessarily the the person the, the bad guy. Let's just call it bad guy. The bad guy's attack, but it can also be your your attack. Not waiting for somebody to attack you, you take the first first approach. And I think that's a really important when we when we're looking at kata. It's not all defensive. It, it can't be all defensive. In a if if in a combat situation, you can't wait for somebody to attack before you attack. Right, um, and the, the same can apply when you're looking at kata. It it can be can be you as a person who is in um, uh, being bullied or grabbed or whatever. You can attack first, definitely. So, so we talk, we we call attack or entering um, either of those. Uh, we've got the uke to to block or receive. Jam is another way you could call it as well. Um, hazushi is to escape or release or to strike. Um, as in somebody's grabbed and you've re released. So if you've hit them, they've grabbed you, for example, uh, then, then that can be the release. If they've hit you and you've blocked, then, then you, the, your response is bang. It could be one or two, and everything is needed to, to do the next part, which is a toddy day or the grappling, or joint locks, throws, takedowns, something that's going to finish. Um, just a, a, on that uh, throws as well. Just a, as a side note, um, when we do when we do a takedown or a throw, we pick the person up and we throw them into the ground. In when we're practicing at in the dojo, we have to hold the person and gently take them down because we want the we want to practice that again and again and again. And we do want other we want those members to come back. Um, but in reality, we really just want to throw the person down to the ground. And I I think that's uh, because we've practiced. And I want to say we, I mean karate, because we practice a safe takedown, that it's like it's like it's not the end of it of the of the um, attack, which it really is. So if you throw somebody down to the ground, that that's a finish. You you shouldn't have to hit them again. You know, if if you know how to throw, then you you drive them into the ground, and that is the end. You don't need to you don't need to punch. Um, and I have a real problem when I watch people doing a, um, a takedown and then they step over the person and then reach down to try and hit them. If they grab your arm, then you are in some serious trouble. So, so when, we do a, we, when we do a throw, that's it. We don't follow up. If we, if we do follow up, if we have to, it's kicks and moving around. It's not punches. You're off balance. You're reaching down to hit somebody. I think it's... Uh, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan, of it. and I always tell it to my students. So, anyway, let's get back to the what we're looking at. So we've got um, the attack or, or the or the entering, the uke, the hasushi, the escape, release, the strike, and the grappling. So that's that's the order it goes in. Now it doesn't have to go. You don't have to do all all of them. 
um, because you've got the attack and then there might be straight to, so you've got the attack for example, uh, you've got the block and then you may go straight into a grapple, you may straight go straight into a, uh, a takedown, maybe no need for, for a response, I, especially if you jam them and then their armors become floppy and no need to do anything else, you just throw them to the floor. Um, but really important here is it, it can also be taught by kuden or word of mouth. Um, there are many, many, many kuden to explain the movements of kata. So when you when we're teaching teaching kata, um, when you're teaching the the physical part of the kata, you can talk to I do. I talk to my students about what this is and why we do this. So well, the kuden can be just when they're training the training in the kata. Um, doesn't necessarily mean you have to do the the applications every single time. So it, it's it's important that when you're explaining, you do the kuden because when when you're at home practicing the kata, you have nobody. Well, generally, you don't have anybody to practice with. So you've got to remember the kuden. Why we do open hand these these sorts of things. So um, I wrote down an example of a of a kumigata sequence that we have for no fanchi shodan. Um, so the opening. So hand, uh, so these are, these are the, um, the, uh, the, the kumigata sequences in the Fanchi Shodan. So I look at the unique sections of the kata. So these are the, there are five, well, I think there are five parts of Nafanchi Shodan that's not found in other kata, uh, or certainly that may be found in other kata, but that other kata have more unique features because Nafanchi Shodan is a very short, short kata. Um, so we look at the open hand and elbow, so that's the first part. Um, we've got inside, inside, downward and back knuckle strike. Uh, we've got the downward sweep and hook, you know, hook punch, hook punch, I'm using air quotes there, but uh, then you've got the inside leg kick and so you've got the inside and outside. Um, Looks like a uchuke and a sotuke, or an inside block and an outside block, using using your foot one, two. So we put them together because we we look at it being the same the same kata, sorry the same kumigata. It'll depend on what leg the person has forward and what punch they're using, if you're inside or outside. So that's how we look at that that part. And then the fifth one is the rear hand defending and the front hand striking. So or this. You know, the end of the last movement of Nafanshi Shodan on both sides. So that, that's, that's the, the Kumigata sequences that we use for Nafanshi Shodan. Um, so, de depending on, on the cutter and how many unique sections are in the cutter, will sort of dictate uh, the different Kumigata sets uh, for, for that cutter. So, Nafanshi Nidan, for example, has two unique sections um, that's only found in Nafanchi Nidan, whereas the other parts of Nafanchi Nidan is just Nafanchi Shodan. So that begs the question, you know, what's the point of Nafanchi Nidan? But anyway, um, I like Nafanchi Nidan because I really, really enjoy this part where this, somebody grabs, you put your hand on top and you throw them. And anyway, I, I like that part of Nafanchi Nidan. That's why I keep Nafanchi Nidan. I don't like Nafanchi Sundan, so I don't do it. <laughs> So, um, and, and that's the reason I don't teach the Pinan Kata to the adults, um, or, or the, the so-called Bunkai, because I, I, I believe that the 
unique sequences of pinan kata are already found in in the other other kata kosokun pesai for example they're already there so I, I don't want i don't want to teach the same i don't want to double up on the, on the teaching um so if we look at the opening moves of Naifanshi Shodan, we have a, a, an open, open hand, um, open hand, and then an elbow strike. So, the the idi or the or the attack of the entering for this part, uh, we use this as a, an entering position. We don't we don't wait for the person to attack. Um, instead, we we use our our fingers to the eyes, or if you've got um, coins uh coke can small child whatever your mobile phone so you throw it bang into the person's eyes and if it's fingers to the eyes even better but if it's a distraction that's good too so the, so after this you reach in behind pull the grab around the back of the neck pull down and we elbow strike and from there we do a neck crank for a takedown so that's the opening part we we look at so in this kumigata sequence the the attacker doesn't really do much, but they need to be able to move for you when you're when you're doing a neck crank and after the fingers to the eyes and those sorts of things. So, actually, for for this part, we we, we do we do two we do two parts for this one because if I do fingers to the eyes and I reach to grab the neck and he moves back or she moves back, then I instead of elbowing, I follow up with a punch because the dif the distance is different. So instead of following the person and, and grabbing the neck, we, we deliver a punch straight away and then we use a neck crank. Uh, depending on the class, we may, instead of doing a neck crank, we may just use the, the shoulders as a takedown in the same, same sort of way, um, depending on who, who's there and, and those sorts of things. And neck crank can be kind of uh, scary for some. Um, so we just use the same idea, the same movement, the same, same thoughts, the same twist. But we use the, the shoulders, so we just grab the outside of the gi or the or the shirt and and move them the same way. Um, so that's how that's how we use uh, example four um, as an as an offense rather than as as a defense. Um, but in passe, so the opening for passe, for example, we we utilize the, the arm um, as a block or a cover. So the the attack, so the idi is is a hook punch. So if it's a right hand, right hand hook punch, then then I cover with my left hand. This is important. Can't be the can't be the other way. Can't be right hand to right hand because that is a different opening, a different response, and a different kumigata. This kumigata it was when it's right hand hook punch, and I'm receiving with my left hand. So it's it's a toe to toe, for example, right hand to left hand. So I I, I block. And then, bang! I use I use my arm to come up as a under the chin. Now, this is where the kuden comes into. Um, this is where 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 I talk about. It depends on what. So the so the the response of the uppercut will depend on the size of the person. I mean, if somebody's smaller than me, a hook punches me. There's there's no way I, I can do uh, an uppercut. I mean. Uh, it's um, I'm six six foot two, so it, it wouldn't work. And the same is if the if it was the other way. I'm too tall for an uppercut. So you can use the same utilize the same technique, but in a um, or the same principles. So left hand 
left hand block and your right hand can go straight into the body or straight into the throat um, whatever the response is but as long as there is a response um, but in in passai if you're if you're watching um, on youtube it's this this action well yeah one two this is how we utilize passai one two and then from there after the after the hook punch um, then we use a, a shoulder throw so they your right hand after the strike, bang, whatever whatever the response is. If it's two punches, a kick, then the right hand hooks, snakes under the shoulder, and we use the left hand like we're putting on a seatbelt and a nice little uh, shoulder throw as we as we turn 90 degrees. Oh, no, 180 degrees. My math isn't good. So if when we turn 180 degrees, so foot down and then we twist and and down they go. And definitely after that, nothing else needed. You know, the person's on the ground, you're running away. You shouldn't be there uh, punching or... Um, and obviously every situation is different. You can't always run away, but that is that is the idea. Um, so, we, so we've got the attack, we've got the block, we've got the response, um, and then we have the grapple. Um, so we, we've, we, we've been looking at... When I say we, it's my dad. My, my dad has been doing karate for, for a long time and... We have, and he's been trying to understand kata and understand kata movements for you know since he sort of started. So, in the eighties, uh, you know the the block and punch response or the ippon kumite um, type distance where somebody steps forward and punches, and you step back into an upper block and a punch. I mean that that's not that's impractical if we're looking at. Uh, a self self defense and and that was a that was a bunker the applications of what what my dad was taught um, and anyway it, it led us to to learning from many different people and, and understanding more about kata um, and in the nineties we looked at uh, you applying um, if it was a downward block for example or gedanuke or what's this gedanparai. Uh, it could it could be used as a throw, or it could be used as a strangle, or it could be used. So we, we we've moved away from that. I, I know people are still still doing it, um, but I don't think it's helpful for karate. I think you, you're better off practicing just a cert, certain amount of responses to attacks, rather than fitting fitting a square peg into a round hole for. 65 different applications for an upper block i mean you know um i, I think for for kata for uh, for kata is an understanding kata and, and bunkai and applications the way i look at it is i want the the response i want i want to not think about what i would do i want to do i want to achieve Functional spontaneity. Now, I struggle to even say spontaneity. My English isn't fantastic. It's English is my second language, um, so that's uh, not. But uh, <laughs> I've been hitting the head too many times. But achieving functional spontaneity. So when somebody grabs grabs me, for example, hook punches me, headbutts me, whatever the attack is, I want I want my my karate to be straight away, bang, 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 and you can see straight. Straight out of Naifanchi, there we go, baby. Straight out of Naifanchi. 
So that, that's the way that I look at it. Um, and so for our kumigata, if we go back to the kumigata, uh, we have we have certain responses for for the uh, or certain certain sequences for each kata. Um, anyway, look, I, I hope that makes sense. Um, that, that's the way that we that we look at kata. Um, you know, I I, st I stopped trying to dream up applications. <coughs> excuse me for different for fifty different versions of of a downward block um, and I, I don't think it's healthy for your for your your karate um, but anyway but, uh, if you have any questions let me know man I'm always happy to chat about uh, karate and, and obviously cutter applications and and I may be totally off but that's way that's where I am at the moment so so we've we've moved away from the 90s idea that the 1990s idea of um, you know, what if, what if, what if, you know, you could use it for this, you could use it for that, you could use it for this, you could use it for that. That looks like it's coming out of Pinanidan, that looks like it's coming out of Koshokundai, that looks like it's coming out of Seisan, um, or looking at Jiu-Jitsu or Judo and go, oh, that could be applied for for, for Gankaku, for example. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't need to do that anymore. I, I've done that and we've moved on. We, we've moved on to a different different part of karate um, and um, and it seems to be working for us so uh, look thanks thanks again for listening guys or, or watching if, uh, if you're on YouTube um, and uh, if you have any questions let me know chuck it in the karate over community uh, karate over coffee community Facebook group otherwise I'll chat to you soon so yeah thank you for listening to karate over coffee and if you're enjoying the podcast and in getting something out of the episodes there are a few things you can do to help us if you don't already subscribe to us on YouTube, please do so. We release these episodes every Friday morning, Australian time. Plus we release some smaller espresso shots during the week on both our YouTube channel and our Facebook community group. You can also subscribe to us on our Apple or Spotify. Leaving a five-star review will be very beneficial as well. If you have any suggestions or topics or feedback or anything that you wanna talk about, please put it in our comment section on our Karate Over Coffee community Facebook group. If you'd like to support us, please visit our online shop where we have official Karate Over Coffee shirts, hoodies and mugs available. Your continued support is appreciated and a vital way for the podcast to keep moving forward. Thanks guys.